radio personality, Deborah Honeycutt, revealing stories from the red carpet to parenthood on three hours of sleep. Doctors recommend eight hours of sleep nightly for proper brain function. Anything less can cause malfunction. And now, on three hours sleep, here's your host, Deborah Honeycutt. How are you? I'm Deborah Honeycutt, host of Deborah Honeycutt on Three Hours of Sleep. I am very proud of myself because last week, uh, this podcast could have been named Deborah Honeycutt on Zero Hours of Sleep. I pulled an all-nighter, 48 hours straight, zero sleep. I was working on a project. I mean, I just didn't do this for no reason. I obviously know better. Um, Your body needs rest. But when there's a project due and one that we know is due all year long, you know, you know the due date way in advance. And you put it off and you put it off and I'm queen of procrastination. And so it came down to the wire, but I'm also perfectionist. And so I didn't want to submit it if it wasn't satisfactory in my eyes. And I just kept tweaking it and tweaking it before I knew it. I'd worked on it all night. And of course, I get up early for the morning show that I'm a part of. If you never listened to an episode before and you don't listen to me on the radio, I'm part of a morning show with Jim um, and Kevin, Jim, Denny, Kevin Freeman. And the show is called Jim, Deb, and Kevin. It's on 95.5 WFMS. We're based here in Indianapolis, WFMS.com. You can stream it. You know, the show starts in the morning. We're a morning show. So you get up usually around 3.30 or so. And eventually I looked at the clock and here it was 3.30. And it was time to go get in the shower and get ready and just drive into work. And then, of course, afterwards you're thinking, well, then I'm just going to crash as soon as the show is over. That was the plan. And I came home and tried submitting it because that was the due date. Tried submitting this this entry that we had worked on that is due once a year and the website kept crashing and it was just a pain and a headache the entire day. And finally at about 11 o'clock that night when it was, I was able to go to bed, I realized I've been up for two days straight. So it was Monday at 11 PM. The last time I'd gone to bed was about 11 PM on a Saturday night. That just blows my mind. Staying up wasn't that hard. I think because the adrenaline and the deadline and I was super hyper-focused on making this the best that I could. It was after the all-nighter. Trying to recover took way longer than I thought. I mean, I got into work. I couldn't remember my email password. Um, I spilled my coffee in the car that morning. It's just all your functionings are off. You're really trying to remember what day it is, let alone process your thoughts in a normal fashion. So yeah, it could have been Deborah Honeycutt on zero hours of sleep. Fortunately, three is way better. (laughs) Three or four hours of sleep and I'm good. Well, this is episode 10. Can you believe that? Super excited. I want to thank everyone who has given me positive feedback and shared their thoughts with me and they let me know um, that they've listened. I had a a lady write me the other day and she's like, I'm sharing with all my coworkers at the office. And so I really appreciate that. I got a message from Lisa and she says, I wanted to tell you that I binged your podcast today while paying bills and I really, really enjoyed it. I've always loved your story. So I really enjoy all that you've got to say on the cast. So keep up the good work and I'll keep listening. And thank you, Lisa. I really appreciate that. Also received one from Lynn and Lynn says, I've had so much fun reading the first two chapters of your book that you're writing and I can't wait for the entire book to be published. For this country music gal, this is pure gold. You are such a gifted writer and storyteller, anxiously awaiting Lynn. Lynn, thank you so much. Um, If you haven't heard, Lynn is referring to my book that I am writing. It's my first book. I'm super passionate about trying to get this done. I'm really focused in. And you can get the first couple of chapters for free so you can kind of get an idea of what the book is about. Go to Deborah Honeycutt Media on Instagram. There's a link right there on the bio. Takes you right to it. It's a free download. It's literally in your inbox in seconds. 
And, you know, being in the radio industry, you see a lot, a lot backstage, you're on tour buses with the artists and you get to know them on a different level. And so it's my way of uh, being able to look back and reflect over the past 25 years of having this career and giving you an inside look on some of your favorite artists or just the hilarious things that go on in radio. And of course, doing this while juggling parenthood and pulling back the curtain, as I like to call it, to give you a glimpse and so many great stories. And so I just want to be able to share those with you. So again, get your free chapters at Deborah Honeycutt Media over on Instagram. And let's be friends there. We can hang out. So as I said earlier, episode 10, titled That Thing Still in My Living Room, because it's been there a very long time. And it's a huge source of frustration. I want to share you the story and I'm going to take you through how we've gotten to where we are today. I need your advice or I need a suggestion on how to encourage my husband to take some action. And by the way, he knows I'm sharing the story. So he was offered what I like to call this giant weight machine. It is so gigantic that he needed assistance in getting it moved from the building where he picked it up into our home. And my husband's a coach. And so he asked some kids who are incoming freshmen to help him move this. And they were going to be assisted by our 16-year-old son. That's our youngest. It is so gigantic that we got it in the front door. And then you have to pivot this thing. You would think we were bodybuilders because this thing is so ginormous. And you have to rotate it in order to get it downstairs into our basement. Just getting it from the building where we picked it up up the stairs into our entryway was an ordeal. And I remember thinking, how in the world? I mean, these kids are worn out. So they tried to pivot it. We're now, you know, making our way through the kitchen, trying to get down toward the basement steps. In the meantime, Hayden, who is our 16-year-old, and he's not shy, he whispers to me, Mom, this is not going to work. You know, I'm trying to show support and I'm wanting to be optimistic. So I leaned over and I said, hey, never say never. Let's just, let's make this happen. Let's just find a solution. Well, sure enough, it wasn't two minutes after those words were spoken, you know, where I told Hayden he should believe in his father when suddenly we hear this huge noise, a noise where it indicated this isn't good. Something had fallen on the floor. And when I looked closer, it was a drawer right there where we keep our silverware and it had been pried off, pulled off of the screws that held it in place. And of course, the boys froze, you know, deer in the headlights, worried it was their fault. So everybody stops what they're doing. Now, before we go any further, I need to tell you that just prior to this, this was not the only piece of equipment they moved that morning. Prior to this, they moved a fairly wide and new to us treadmill down to our basement. It was also offered to Greg. So the treadmill and this giant weight machine. Now, it was difficult getting the treadmill down there because it was really wide, but we made it work. Barely, but we made it work. You know, I didn't think there was anything wrong with the one we had. We had a treadmill. But if you're married, you know what I mean when I say that you agree to ridiculous scenarios at times in order to keep the peace. So I just went along with it. Okay, fine. We'll get the new treadmill. So we get this treadmill down there. But I want you to remember that treadmill because I'll have an update on that a little bit later in the story. So where are we? We've ruined a kitchen cabinet or drawer, and we discover that this weight machine, which weighs more than about three elephants, is too wide for our basement stairwell. Yep, won't fit through the door. We would have to remove the wooden banister and unscrew that from the wall in the three different places that it's attached 
that's what's taking up space. And I thought, great, we're still not going to get it through the door. So he goes and gets his drill. He removes the wooden banister. Problem solved, right? Still doesn't fit. So the kids are now a couple of hours in. I'm thinking they didn't realize it was going to take this long. You could tell they were tired, exhausted. We had no solution. So rather than continue on, because if we were going to take any bolts apart, we didn't, first of all, have the tools to do that. I mean, these things are huge. It was also going to be a time-consuming project. So I encouraged the boys and Greg to move this giant weight machine into our front living room. I call it the piano room, but it's more of a formal living room. You know, the room in your house that you never use. So they left it right there in the center of the carpet in that room. We paid the boys cash, thanked them for their time, drove them home, gave them rides home. You know, Greg's looking exhausted on the couch. And I said to him, hey, what's the plan? We just can't leave that giant weight machine in the front room. And he said, hey, don't pressure me. I need to think about it. I'm going to need some time. Now, early on, it was funny. Early on, it was somewhat comical. You know, my youngest and I, we had a, a bet going. He said, oh, mom, this is not going to end well. And I said, I agree. And he said, how long do you think that weight machine will last? And he beat me to it. He said, I bet it's a month. And I said, oh, my gosh, you're being kind. I bet it's three. It turns out we were both wrong. Five. Five months. For five months, we've had a giant weight machine sitting next to our baby grand piano in the front living room. The kids' friends see it when they visit. We've had uh, some hail damage due to a storm and the roofer had to come in and sit down with us and give us a quote. And he said, hey, it's an interesting place to work out. I'm surprised you put it right there. I thought, don't even get me started. So icing on the cake. And the reason I'm even bringing this up, we are hosting a family birthday celebration. Our oldest son turning 20 years old, which I can't even believe. I feel like it was just yesterday that he was in his Ninja Turtle outfit. So his birthday is Sunday. We're hosting family on Sunday. And we still have this giant weight machine in our living room. I told him, your deadline is Friday. I don't care what you do with it. Call some friends, hire it done. I want it gone. It is still sitting there. And I know what you're thinking. You're probably thinking, all right, Deb, got to have some faith in your husband. It's only been five months <laughs> only. But this is what we do. We procrastinate. Just like I procrastinated on that annual entry for work that needed to be done. And then, of course, I become a perfectionist and I can't submit it until it looks absolutely 120% the way I envision it. Well, just like I procrastinated with that, Greg's been doing some good procrastinating as well. And it seems like when it comes to house projects, which are not his favorite things to do, and he'll admit that. I mean, I'm not saying anything that he wouldn't agree to if he was sitting right here. We have several of these unfinished tasks. So let me give you an example. A few years back, the doorknob leading from our laundry room to our garage was malfunctioning and it needed repaired. And I told Greg about it and uh, we didn't get around to it right away. Finally, when we did, I talked about this on the morning show with my co-hosts to give them an update of what was going on. Because it wasn't one of those quick repairs, you know, replace the doorknob, done. You know, oh no, we don't do that. We drag them out. We get frustrated. And it becomes an ordeal. So I went back and got the audio from that very morning when I shared the story. I want you to take a listen to this. 
I guess I just thought that was a simple thing, you know, just yeah, it could be a bit challenging. Knob on one side, knob on the other, screw it in and call it a day, right? <laughs> well, it's been yeah. about eight days. Yeah. So a week ago Monday, he was working and in his, you know, very hard attempt to really, you know, put it on there and yep. make sure Tools he was out and all that stuff. man of the house and uh, dinner was ready. And I said, hey, uh, dinner's ready. And I heard, not eating. <laughs> and I thought, oh, here we go. Because Greg is not a big fan of handyman work. Right. Okay. Did I say that nice enough? Yeah. Okay. yeah. Oh, yeah. So. yeah. Not his yeah. forte. Right. And I tried telling him, you got a lot of other fortes. Lots you know, you're a great strengths. coach. Mm-hmm. You're good with kids. You're very engaged and involved as a dad. So but the doorknob became an issue. A little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you got a picture. Why is there a well, sock over? So let me just get to that. So a couple of minutes into, I don't know, he's been maybe 45 minutes into working on it. He, we ate without him because Greg was like frustrated. Focused. And I heard a few choice words. And then all of a sudden he stomped upstairs and went upstairs. And Hayden came down and said, dad's got a blanket over his head. <laughs> And I hope he's not listening. Yeah. Anyway, so a few days yeah. after that, you know, our our dog, our new puppy, Bella, the bulldog, mm-hmm. her little kennel is in that laundry room area. And I got ready to leave for work. And, and he pulled me aside and he goes, hey, I said, yeah. And he said, careful going to work. And when you leave, will you stick a tube sock in the hole? Well, there's a hole there. Uh, well, yeah. Where the doorknob was. Right. Well, he, he, first of all, he got the wrong one. He went back and got that one. He tried that one. It's not working. So as of right now, we have, you can see through it. <laughs> Birds and, are flying in. That's right. <laughs> now, it goes out to the garage. Right, it's yeah, not a safety right, issue, yeah. but he asked me to stick a sock in it. And I remember I thinking. I bet he did. I, he's about ready to tell you now to do that, too. Yeah. my <laughs> phone. Oh, he's texting. Yep. And I said, for what? He said, well, I wouldn't yeah. want that cold air to come that's in from the garage. That's not an easy job. And get the dog cold. So I just want you to know. As I, first of all, dug in my sock drawer and got one out and then shoved it in that hole, I remember thinking, I'm a hillbilly. (laughs) Who else do you know has a sock in a hole in their door? So when I went to- That's a tough job. I went to run an errand last night. When I came back, he'd been working on it for an hour and 15 minutes. Uh Oh. And um, when I went to leave today, I- Grab the sock to pull it shut. <laughs> Doorknobs are overrated. Because apparently you have to have a master's degree to put a doorknob on. He was so ticked. He said he bought the wrong doorknob. If you look oh. at the picture on Facebook, I think yeah. we're three doorknobs in. Well, How many know. are there? <laughs> I just want one that clicks and locks. It actually works. But, but. And, and I told him, I said, yeah. hey, Greg, in your defense, Kevin Kevin said it's a it, tough it's, job. You got, you got to line it up. Tricky. It, it could be tricky. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Not sure it's three days now. tricky, but... <laughs> <laughs> So there you have it. Welcome back to Deborah Honeycutt on three hours of sleep back in the podcast. Now it's not our best move. As you can see, it was a sock and I would pull on the tube sock. We had it knotted together. So it, you know, fit into this hole and I could pull on it gently. I mean, if you pulled on it too hard, it was going to fall out, pull on it gently and it would shut our garage door every single morning that I did that for that eight days. I would chuckle to myself walking to my car going, I can't believe we're doing this. It just seems so outrageous. So crazy. You know, eight days later, we're still using the sock. But but then you would think, you know, we solved the problem, right? We found a solution. Oh, no, that would be way too easy and boring. So we drug it out a little bit longer, not five months longer, but we did drag it out four weeks longer. You know, so now we're a month in with this sock of a doorknob. I remember my oldest son at the time, this is probably four or five years ago. He was probably 15, 16 years old. He thought we were crazy. He would say stuff like, uh, when are we going to get that doorknob replacement? We're working on it. We're work- Dad is working on it. Have some faith. So about a month later, I gave my co-host a second update on the radio. And here it is. 
Yeah. It used to be a working doorknob, <laughs> right. functioning doorknob. We tried to move it and turn right. it, and it was just one of those things that uh-huh. uh, something broke, so it would just spin yeah. all the time. Greg yeah. took it off, and we were told it should be reasonable repair, right? And uh, I've talked to several people who have said, I could have had that done in 20 minutes tops. Mm. And, uh, well, yeah. You know, 20 minutes, four weeks. So how, Doorknobs I, are overrated. So really. you're, you're using like a So we're pliers? using, uh, well, okay, so here's here's the setup. And I really think all homes should go to this. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, right. so walking out, so if you're already inside, walking out to the garage. So mm. when I left for work this morning, yeah. it's called a mobile doorknob. I pick up a doorknob <laughs> that should be there, okay? Okay. Right now. In, it's not fixed to the door right No, now. no, no. No, it's mobile. Sure, it's and yeah, and we all have right. mobile phones, <laughs> mobile knobs. <laughs> you know that little latch that goes horizontally through the hole? Yeah. Right, yeah. That's there. Okay. Okay, so, so I grab the mobile knob. And slide it. And I put it in there. Into the latch And I turn area, it, and, and it magically opens. Well, then you take neat. the mobile knob back. And, and then I have to put it back and lay it back on the dryer, and if anyone and doesn't leave it on the dryer, they right. get yelled at. Well, okay, because I couldn't leave for 20 minutes the other day. Looking for the yeah, and someone said, so "Why don't you just go out the front door?" I'm like, I couldn't get my garage door open to get in my car. That's right. another story. That's getting my garage door openers in my car, and the buttons on the other side of the door. Yeah, so yeah, okay. that was a that was an ordeal. I said a few words. Where's the mobile okay, door? Okay, coming in. You okay, coming in. So I get maybe a, we run errands. I pull in. How do you get in? Because the doorknob is inside now. No, 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 no. You get this special <laughs> magical blue. Pliers. <laughs> They're needle nose pliers. I, okay. They're sitting right next to the door okay. on a trash can. Yeah. Okay. They're yeah. in a special place. Again, you move the pliers. Okay. You're going to get yelled at. <laughs> and you stick those in the knob and you turn okay. it. It yeah. sounds simple enough opens. to me. I don't know why we would need it repaired. We've got a system. Really? Right. I know it. It's a I system. We're working on it. Maybe the truth should, of the matter is, I did have someone come out and look at it. My trusted uncle. Yeah. Put in some mm. white fixtures. Good guy. Good yeah, guy. Yeah. Oh, I love him. And he, uh, he told Greg it was defective, the knob that he was using. Oh, well, there you go. But I told him we bought three. Well, I wouldn't uh, buy any more knobs that place. <laughs> right. I don't know about the whole defective. I don't know if he was just trying to make him feel better. But right. anyway, so, well, you know. Can I, think, I, I think mobile knobs are where it's I at. Think, I think you should stay with the system you got because it's working. Okay. Right. But yeah. you could do Kevin's idea. Have the yeah. doorknob actually tethered to the hole. <laughs> yeah, so just kind of so, hang there. Okay. Yeah, so, so then, then you pick it up. It's always there. It's like, okay. a, like a pin at a bank. And same with the pliers. Like a pin at a bank. I pliers on either side. So it kind of dangle really, there. I, and, I think custom homes, those ones are like 500000 and higher. They're probably going to move to this. It's a matter of Time. Yeah, here's your blue pliers. Here's your mobile knob. Oh, there's no keys needed. <laughs> People ask if this stuff's true. Yes, it's it true. is. So there you have it. That explains right there how we had a problem repairing a doorknob, and it took us a month to get it done. That explains why five months later shouldn't be so surprising that we have this giant weight machine in our living room. But I'm going to tell you, I'm a little frustrated trying to be kind about it. I understand we all have our strengths. I also procrastinate. Remember pulling the all-nighter earlier this week, but five months, five months is a little overboard in my opinion. Now, never dull moment. We're never bored, but this is my life. So what's your guess? How long will it remain? I'm pretty sure I've already convinced myself that that's just going to be there for the birthday celebration. And it's not a simple thing. It has to be planned. You have to recruit people. And it's just sitting there. I guess I could try to, you know, maybe throw a a blanket over it, put a pillow on it, (laughs) make it part of the decor. At this rate, I should start charging a fee, allowing people to, you know, come by and work out. Be like a gym membership. Oh, by the way, an update on the treadmill. 
that was moved to the basement five months ago. Remember I said, remember the treadmill because I'll give you an update later. You know, this is the treadmill that we needed. Needed was the key word that Greg used because you know, we already had a treadmill. How many times have we used it since we moved it in? Zero. Zilch. So let's talk about you. How is your day? <laughs> because I'm losing it. And believe it or not, people ask me, I don't know how this stuff happens to you all the time. I mean, do you make this up? I'm like, no, I don't make this up. This is my life. So that is it for today. Join me next week for another episode, Deborah Honeycutt on three hours of sleep. Hopefully I can get up to four hours next week. And hey, are we friends on Instagram? Go to Deborah Honeycutt Media. Don't forget that link in the bio. If you click on it, you can get yourself um, a couple of chapters for free of the book that I'm writing. So just to get an idea of what's going to be included. So get your free download. Hey, and if you want to work out, let me know. I'll even throw in a free hot towel. It's just sitting there. That giant weight machine in our living room. And I will keep you updated. You know, when that thing does get moved, I'll be celebrating and I'll be sure to share with you the name of the podcast, Deborah Honeycutt on three hours of sleep. Thank you for being here. Hope you have a great day.